At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today is Tuesday, March 28th. We have updates about a terrible tragedy out of Nashville, how people are remembering the children and staff who died in a school shooting, and what investigators are saying about the person responsible. Also, what to expect from the latest West Coast storm and where it's headed next. Plus, a groundbreaking discovery on the moon, mass protests in popular travel destinations, and what's included in the latest iPhone update. Those stories and more news coming up. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. Well, sadly, we have to start today's episode with another tragic school shooting. Three nine-year-old children and three adult staff members were shot and killed at a private Christian elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee. Police say the shooter was 28 years old and went to that school as a child. The shooter had apparently carefully planned the attack with detailed maps and surveillance of the school and also left behind a manifesto and other writings that investigators are looking into. For now, police think the shooter singled out the school to attack, but that each person shot was picked at random. They say the suspect was transgender. There was some confusion about the gender identity of the shooter. Some police used she, her pronouns, though the shooter appeared to use he, him pronouns on LinkedIn in recent months. When asked if this shooting might have anything to do with gender identity or the Christian orientation of the school, the police chief said that's one theory, but it's all under investigation right now. The suspect had no previous criminal history. While investigators look into an exact motive, leaders across the state and country are praising officers' actions. There weren't any police officers assigned to the school, but when they got there, they ran toward the gunfire, then shot and killed the shooter. The tragedy was over within 14 minutes. Last night, there were several vigils around Nashville, and President Biden ordered American flags be flown at half-staff for the next few days out of respect for those who died. He also called on Congress to pass a ban on certain semi-automatic weapons, like the ones the shooter used in this attack. The one top Republican senator said he does not think the Senate would budge anymore on gun control bills. Another GOP leader said he'd like to see more details about this week's shooting before lawmakers can talk about any ways to prevent similar tragedies. To be continued. In the Deep South, crews wrapped up their search and rescue efforts in the wake of deadly severe storms. And now it's on to recovery, which officials say could take years. Remember, 27 tornadoes were reported across five states over the weekend. The worst of the damage was in Mississippi, where nearly 2,000 homes were damaged or destroyed. Federal government officials are there now to tackle issues like housing, food, and public services. The American Red Cross, Salvation Army, and other nonprofit groups are also in the area to offer assistance. We'll add links to today's episode notes where you can donate to those efforts. Meanwhile, a new storm arrived on the West Coast last night. By the end of the day today, parts of Northern California could see up to five inches of rain, and the Sierra Nevada mountains could get up to four feet of snow. Given how much rain and snow California has already gotten this winter, this latest storm is expected to make flooding worse, bring down weakened trees, and push the state's snowpack to a record. 
Today, more than 8 million people in California face a flash flooding threat, and more than 15 million people in California and Oregon are under a wind advisory. Eventually, that same storm is expected to sweep across the country. It could end up bringing severe weather to Texas and Oklahoma later this week. While it's a milestone moment in the financial industry, there's now a buyer for the big California bank that failed this month, which kicked off a banking crisis. First Citizens Bank says it's going to acquire most of Silicon Valley Bank. It will get all of SVB's deposits, loans, and branches, but not most of the U.S. Treasuries that created problems for SVB. The FDIC will help finance the deal and is taking about a $20 billion hit to do so, while First Citizens is getting assets at a discount. With that, First Citizens will become one of the country's 25 largest banks. That's a big change since at the end of last year, First Citizens was about half the size of SVB. Meanwhile, both the Senate and House are holding hearings this week to investigate how federal regulators responded to recent bank failures. It comes as lawmakers are considering whether banks need tougher rules and oversight. So stay tuned. This could be a lost decade for the global economy. A new report from the World Bank says by 2030, it expects the global economy's growth to slow to the weakest in 30 years. And that could get in the way of countries tackling big issues like poverty and climate change. The World Bank cited a couple of main reasons for its latest prediction. One, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, since it disrupted global supply chains and hurt international trade ties. And two, the COVID-19 pandemic, since it crippled economies, shrunk the labor force, and delayed learning. So the World Bank does have some suggestions. It says countries should focus on policies that slash trade-related costs, embrace globalization, and boost the labor market. And then it says this decade might end on a better note. Either way, this is not the worst-case scenario. The IMF said earlier this year it expected economic growth to rebound, and that output will actually be more resilient than it once feared. All right, we have much more news for you still coming up. But first, a quick break for our sponsor. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. So what do I mean by that? Well, for one, flexibility, with a variety of meal plans that you can even mix and match. Whether you're vegan, keto, paleo, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, there is something for everyone, including the newest collection of recipes called Protein Packed. Think Greek chicken salad with mint olive tapenade. Yum. It's also so convenient when all the ingredients and recipes you need show up right at your door. I've made everything from maple butternut squash risotto to spicy chili ginger chicken kale salad. And I've loved it all. I even enjoy cooking for a change. My husband and I usually cook some of the meals together and get my toddler involved when possible as well. So it just makes it extra fun. Note that Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. So I love that my listeners can now enjoy both brands at a discount. Go to greenchef.com slash newsworthy60 and you can use the code newsworthy60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, go to greenchef.com slash newsworthy60 and use that code newsworthy60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Scientists have apparently found a new renewable source of water on the moon. The findings just published this week come from a Chinese rover that spent two weeks on the moon back in 2020. The rover drilled several feet into the lunar surface and found microscopic glass beads with water inside. The findings say there are a lot of beads on the moon, enough for about 71 trillion gallons of water. So scientists say this is a huge deal, that this discovery could one day help astronauts make drinking water, breathable air, and even rocket fuel on the moon. Ice is also hidden in the craters on the moon's north and south poles, so that's where NASA and China are planning to put future moon bases. 
But this new discovery could give scientists even more options. And they say they're excited to study them more. In a big turnaround, Israel's prime minister put a controversial plan to overhaul his country's judicial system on hold. The plan that would have given the Israeli government more control over the country's Supreme Court really sparked a revolt. But now some opposition leaders say they are ready to negotiate over it. And the country's largest labor union called off a nationwide strike that grounded flights, closed banks and government offices, and left hospitals extremely short-staffed. Still, the prime minister says he may try to push the reform again at the end of April. Meanwhile, Germany is seeing some of its biggest strikes in decades. Millions of workers at airports, railways, buses, shipping ports, and subways walked out this week to demand higher wages. With that, thousands of flights were canceled, as were most bus and train routes. Salary negotiations continue today. All that said, the Germany strike pales in comparison with protests in France over pension reforms that would make most people work an extra two years to age 64 before retiring. Today starts the 10th round of nationwide strikes and street marches that have been having a big impact on the French people and tourists. Not only has there been violence in the streets, but yesterday, the famous Louvre Museum in Paris had to close because workers blocked the entrance. Even more tourist attractions are expected to be shut down today. The U.S. government is going to have to re-examine how it uses commercial hacking tools. President Biden signed an executive order that, under certain circumstances, keeps the government from using spyware. That's software that steals information and data from a device without the user knowing about it. The U.S. government will still be able to use spyware in some instances, but not if the software has already been used by a person or government outside the U.S. to target the American government, or if the spyware has been used to commit human rights violations, for example. A lot of reports point to the Pegasus software from Israel's NSO group. Security researchers say it was used to target more than 1,000 people across 50 countries, including journalists, politicians, and human rights activists. Well, Apple just released its latest software update for iPhones this week. It includes new features like voice isolation for calls. That's supposed to block out background noises and make your voice clearer. Plus, there are 21 new emojis, including a jellyfish, a moose, maracas, and a Wi-Fi symbol, also a peapod. And some bug fixes, security updates, and more are coming. You need to have at least an iPhone 8 to run the latest software update. Oh, and it's not just iPhones. There are also new updates for Apple iPads, watches, TVs, and Mac computers. Some of the biggest names in music got together in Los Angeles last night. It was the iHeartRadio Music Awards. And once again, the biggest winner of the night was Taylor Swift. She took home Song of the Year for her hit, Antihero, as well as the Innovator Award. That's given each year to someone with a global impact on pop culture. Another one of the night's top winners was Pink, who got the Icon Award, which honors her longtime impact as a force on the radio and on tour. Artist of the Year went to Harry Styles. Best Group of the Year went to Imagine Dragons. And the Best Fan Army went to devoted fans of Korean pop boy band, BTS. Well, that's it for the main news today. So now it's time for Trivia Tuesday, when we ask a different trivia question every week. But first, I want to share a bit more about our Insider membership. So first, your support truly keeps us going, ensuring we can provide this fast, fair, fun news every day that I hope has helped you stay more informed, have better conversations, and save time, all without having to hear arguing pundits, get nonstop notifications, or deal with never-ending doom and gloom. And your support allows us to do this no matter what sponsors have to say about it or how many ad spots we're able to fill. Once you become an insider, you provide some vital financial support to the show, and it only costs you five bucks a month or less if you pay for the year. You get immediate access to ad-free episodes. 
Yep, no sponsors. To save you even more time and give you a smoother listening experience. And something new we're doing lately is Ask Me Anything opportunities. So as soon as you sign up, you can submit a question to ask me, Erica, anything you want. And I plan to put out a bonus episode answering these questions next month. And that will be just available to insiders. So join our insider community now. Simply go to thenewsworthy.com slash insider. And you can also find a link to it in our episode notes to learn more. Again, it's thenewsworthy.com slash insider. And you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. No matter what, thank you so much for being here, listening, and supporting the show in whatever way you can. We are so grateful for you. And a special thanks to our newest insiders, including Christy F. We appreciate all of our new and longtime supporters. Okay, now back to Trivia Tuesday. Today's trivia question is, what musician was awarded the first gold record? You can play along with us in our weekly roundup email that comes out each Friday. Simply sign up to get it at thenewsworthy.com email or find the link in today's episode notes. As for last week's trivia question, how many slices of pizza does America eat per second? The answer is 350. Yes, per second. We really love our pizza. The Week magazine gathered all the stats and found over the course of a year, Americans eat about 3 billion pizzas. Break that down to how many slices each American eats in a year, and it's about 46 slices per person. But there are some of us who could eat a lot more. 22% of Americans apparently say they can eat an entire pizza by themselves. Well, thank you so much for listening and making us part of your everyday. We'll be back with another news roundup tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. 